What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Food Sex Politics with you, as always, the beautiful, the brilliant, the badass, Nicole Rodriguez. And backing her up, as always, it's me, it's me, it's a D-A-V-E, your food porn unicorn, your board lord, your pad thai rabbi, back with another episode. Nicole, we have a special episode for the people today. What do we got lined up? Huh, my tag along dong. How are you tonight? I miss you always. Are you um are you situated anywhere special? Because we have a special guest this evening. This is a special one. I almost want to light candles for this one, but you know what? Usually I'm ranting and raving and pacing around the room like a fucking caged animal, but today kind of chill, kind of kind of mellow. I'm I'm sitting here in bed and it, it's nice. It is. It just happened to work out that way this evening. And um, listen, now, where you, tell everybody where you are tonight. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't. I don't want to say we haven't had amazing, esteemed guests on this program. We have. We, we've we've had farmers. We've had experts. We've had people with lots more degrees than I will ever dream of. Um, Sorry, I've never been more excited, honestly, than this evening. We have the fabulous author, podcaster, and dairy farmer, Joy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention author? Did I get all caught up? Say it again. I want to say it again because her book is amazing. Uh, Joy Nystrom. Joy Welcome to the pod. Hello. <laughs> I'm also in my bed. It's fine. It's totally, totally the fine. In bed for the pod. So, Joy, can you give us? Uh, so, what we're going to do tonight? We're going to talk a little bit of the politics of the day. Unfortunately, it's not all joy, sex, and waffles in America right now. So, we'll have to get to some of the latest discord but joy has an amazing book called sex and waffles an american horror story spelled w-h-o-r you know what that sounds like you know the first thing i think about when i hear that i i i think of like the sex and candy song yes (laughs) has that vibe is that where it's from that's the vibe you you got to read the book, Dave. It's not from. I don't think it's from that. I don't think it's from that song. But I've pretty much texted Dave uh, many many pages <laughs> of this book because it's amazing. So we are going to have a sex and waffles themed wheel tonight, which we're very much looking forward to. But first, Dave, um, let's check in with Biden's America. It's looking a hell of a lot like Trump's America, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 strikingly similar. We've got kids in cages, right? We, Camp Joe, oh, Camp Joe. Oh, Uncle Uncle Camp Joe. That's right. He's he's running a hell of a summer camp down there. So we have that going on. So that's strikingly like Trump. We've got police killings in America. That that rings a bell, doesn't it? That's we got mm-hmm. we got protests online. Like I I can't name anything that's different. It seems like gas prices are up. Well, that's good news, right? There's, <laughs> there's a, there's a notable, um, there's a notable difference. The, the president um, does not control gas prices. That's that's a bullshit line. But I mean, it, it's just 
it's the same thing over and over again. So Biden said when he was coming into office, nothing will fundamentally change. So I, I almost want to congratulate him for being true to his word and sticking to his guns and fulfilling his campaign promise because he has done nothing. He's, he's done a good job of keeping that promise. Done a great job. He's putting up more fencing down at the border. I mean, he's doing a hell of a job. He's Trump 2.0 more or less. Um, I heard that you might have missed the early registration on Camp Joe, though. I think that ended today. Did you get yours in? That's too bad. Damn it. See, now the boys are going to have to go to a regular fucking sets. That's too bad. Oh, they're going to miss out on the basket weaving and, and all the other great things that go on. Um, across the Rio Grande for exercise. So what do, so I, something that I've been thinking about a lot today in the wake of yet another, what do we call this? A quote unquote accidental killing by police. What do we refer to this now? I guess I guess that we're a little oopsie daisy, right? I, I don't, yeah, I don't. Daisy, she thought she was pulling out a taser, and wouldn't you know it? She shot him with a fucking Glock or whatever it was. Now, 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 Joy is there because Dave posted about like, what if you make a mistake on your job? Joy is there some kind of crazy mistake you can make as a dairy farmer that would not be just like, oops, sorry. That would be like a really huge fuck up. If you uh, if you milk a antibiotic cow into the tank, that's a huge fuck up. And uh, you can say it's an oopsie daisy, but it's a huge fuck up. Like you could shut down a whole business, a whole plant. Uh, yeah, you could cost you thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but just a little whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about the dollar amount. So uh, my understanding is that if there's even... If there's even a drop of, not a drop of antibiotic, but even a drop of tainted milk in a tank, then you're like, you're completely fucked. You're dumping that whole tank. And yeah. uh, dairy is not an easy business as is right now. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, that would just that big fuck up and um, might not have a job after that. <laughs> no. But you know, the good news is you can then go be a cop and you can shoot people. And at the a hundred percent, I got a backup career. You know, if I fuck up, I could just be a cop and to be like, you know what? Let me, you know what? I could just shoot you, but it was a taser. My bad. So I wish um, I could be half as bad and just as murderous at my job. <laughs> Dave, what, Dave, how could you, um, what, like, like give, give a whoopsie daisy example, not a delivery example. What would be like yes. a whoopsie daisy that you could pass off as a whoopsie daisy, I guess. So let me say this. So working in finance, you yeah. can look me up right now. You can put my name in. It's called broker check, right? You can look me up on this website and it'll tell you every single thing. It'll tell you if I've ever been fired from a place. It'll tell you if I've had any criminal convictions. It'll tell you if I've taken money from people or executed a trade wrong. It will tell you everything. And it's the same for everybody else in the financial industry. You can look up anybody and everybody. You can see anything on them. I'm, I'm boring. There's nothing on me. Feel free to check. But <laughs> that's, we, that's disappointing, but go on. I know. And I, I got to spice it up. I got to rip some cocaine, bang some strippers on a desk and fuck up people's money. I know. But um, your report. I know. Terrible. But the police don't have anything even close to that. And we give them guns. We don't require them to have a college degree. That's Why? Wild. <laughs> yeah, there. 
I mean, there's, there's all that. And like, I, I know there are supposedly really, I mean, I know guys here in New York, there are these really stringent mental uh, tests that they put you through and everything else. But it seems like maybe that's not the standard across the United States when it not seems, seems no. pretty important that like, not only should that be, but don't you think it's kind of like old people and driving, like, don't you think at some point the elderly should reapply for a driver's license? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh... So, so fewer people are killed by them. Never mind them. They're almost there. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's nothing even in place for like, um, like if a cop goes through something traumatic, like they don't have to like, you don't have to like check on them mentally to make sure they're okay. Like, nope, they just go to work the next day. Like, that's so wild, right? But that, that's what I'm saying. Don't don't you think like every ten years there should be some sort of no, like, every like three to five. Oh, yeah. every, every five, every five years, not that I need to completely recertify, but every five years, I need to show another 75 hours of annoying, expensive, continuing education credits. Every you know? five and years? Wow. And I'm fucking telling people to eat vegetables, okay? And, like, these are people supposedly keeping our streets <laughs> safe. <laughs> she, doesn't even, she doesn't even use a gun on her job <laughs> yeah I, I, there's no what, what, what do I have uh, a sharp knife in my own kitchen doing a, a fucking mm. rolling demonstration of rice and vegetables and beef this is how Joy and I connected too like, and yet here I am every five years right and all this professional training like, what the fuck? Just, like, make... A, why is there not some kind of national programming where you have to have some kind of date, like you said, some kind of checkup or reevaluation, reassessment? Is that a lot to ask? But not only that, like, they also have to hold people accountable. Like, it's one thing to actually have these in place. It's another thing where if people fail them, you got to get rid of them. Like, and that's oh, part of the problem you. now. You never get rid of bad cops. So how many bad cops are there? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows, but we're seeing that there's a lot more than just a few bad apples. So at that point, you have to say the whole fucking system is bad because they allow the bad apples. So you almost have to fucking tear it down from the ground up, in my opinion. But, but even if you're not going to go as far as to say the whole system is bad, like obviously the few bad ones, these are like... This is not just like, hey, there's a few bad apples working at Stop and Shop. They let the fish sit out too long or some bullshit. You know, it's like, no, like, like a few bad apples. People are fucking dead. Like, it's not, it's, it's not some little thing. Like, people, right. people are literally dead. Um, so it's like those few bad ones. It's like, man, I, I just, I, there's, I mean, there are fuck ups in every industry, but. Jesus right, but they're, they're weeded out. Like, they're not allowed to continue. They're not oh, allowed God. to be... Pro- These people get promoted. They get laid off with pensions. They, I mean, no no other industry on earth would allow that. Yeah, like, what are you when you fail the first class? They're like, yeah, never going to happen. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cops maybe, are like, you kill a couple job. people, it's fine. It's fine. Maybe, job, maybe besides politics, where you can be as bad. <laughs> I, like, I really can't. I, I got nothing. 
Like I, I remember a meme that was going around last year. It was, can you imagine if you called the fire department because your house was on fire and they just showed up and kicked your ass? Like that would not be acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my God. <laughs> that's not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> we know put the fire out don't kick me <laughs> just a small ask i don't think you understood my call <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it's 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 a little it's a little frightening um but what i've really been thinking about today is what if they what if they come back with a not guilty verdict in the George Floyd case. Oh like that's, I feel like that's just going to be even worse than yeah. last year. Like there's no, there, there's just no way that's going to be anything close to pretty. Are we going on week three of the trial or is it still week two? No, this is week three. God, like beginning and like, of that's two. the crazy thing too. We're on week three. For a murder that we all saw live on TV. Like yeah. literally, literally the entire With no editing or anything. Like nine, <laughs> whole minutes. nine whole minutes. And like I feel like there's other cases that are dismissed in like five minutes and they're like, Yeah, no, like you're definitely you're definitely not guilty. You're like guilty, but with, with far less evidence. With yeah, it's like this when everyone's like, I don't know, maybe I'm like, okay, um, Who's on a jury here? <laughs> yeah, it, it, is somebody is somebody in the jury box really sitting there? Like, I really wonder. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't really think he did it. Like, uh, you know, it seems plausible. It could be something else. Like, who's having who's having that thought right now? It's, so. it's the person who's still on the jury who's like, but he did have a counterfeit like twenty. So did they ever even find that? I don't think so. Like, I don't. I didn't even know if that was like. Evidence. Is that like an old wives, not an old wives tale? Is that like an urban legend? This is counterfeit twenty dollars. I feel like it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you even get your hands on those? I don't think that's what. I don't think that's I what people no idea. in desperate situations lean on is counterfeit money. Like, what's the last time you heard of people using it? I would be like, I could print it off my printer, like Monopoly money, and that's about it. Like, I have no idea where you get counterfeit money. <laughs> no, but that's part of the point, right? Like, they don't think he was part of, like, some big counterfeit ring or anything. No. They think he might have accidentally just happened to have a... Had a $5 dollar bill. Right. Like, yeah, it's not like he had, like, a, you know, like, $32 bill on him that he was trying to pass with, like, his own... <laughs> <laughs> like, like he had a thousand dollar bill with his own face on it like <laughs> yeah and he was buying like what like like a like a 40 or something not like something expensive like right yeah it's not like he was trying to like clean somebody out right yeah like he wasn't like i'm robbing the place <laughs> trying to put you out of business with my five dollars like i just there's no way like every part of that i'm like Okay, even if I'm running a business and someone gave me a five dollar counterfeit bill, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Seriously, you know what? Take the fucking forty, bro. Like, yeah, like I'd be like, you know what? Have a great day. Like, shit, shit happens. That's so true. That's right. It's really not that serious. You know, the the other day I was checking out buying um like reduced priced Easter candy as one does this time of year. And it was a Cadbury cream egg. And you know how those wrappers are. And I couldn't, I couldn't scan it. And the girl was like, you know what? Just take it. And you know what? What if once in a while we all just pass something through like a discounted Cadbury cream egg? 
Wouldn't the world be a happier place? If everybody got a discounted Cadbury cream egg, I think the world would be a much happier place. I mean, that just, just the cream egg in general, I think. Yeah. Would set That's some a great day. Jeez. But isn't that yeah. like the disease? Isn't that like the overwhelming disease of capitalism, though? Like, it's this candy that you're not going to sell anymore, right? It's, it's not outdated, but it's off-brand or off-season, <laughs> whatever. And instead of being like, you know, fuck it, they're still like, no, you need to pay me money. Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, that's the worst part of it. They're like, you should pay full price. And you're like, "Ah." Mm. And in reality, to me, it's never discounted quite enough, to be honest. I agree. This should should, should be 90% off, okay? I should be paying pennies on the dollar for these Whopper eggs. Fuck you. Half price. Like, it is two weeks past Easter. We're done. (laughs) We're we're done. You need to make room for fucking Halloween candy, probably. Yeah, Halloween's already coming back. (laughs) Yes, I know you have the Halloween candy in the storage room. Just move it into my basket. Pretend you didn't see anything. Let's... (laughs) Let's keep things, let's keep things moving. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. It always, it always goes back to something with, with food here, Dave. It just, it has to, it It has to. I love it. It just kind of like my idols. It just kind of does. So, so Joy, like on the subject of food, because we have a, we have a wheel devoted pretty much to your book and your podcast tonight, which I'm so excited about. Um, but I think something, and correct me if I'm wrong, something that is unique about you is that you are a dairy farmer. And I follow a lot of women in the agriculture space um, on, on different platforms, but primarily Instagram. And you, to me, you seem different is that in is that just my perception or is that reality no i think that's reality um i like i feel different to <laughs> like not in a bad way by any means just like i think i've always nothing against the dairy industry by any means but i've always felt like very kind of constricted in the industry to where it's like oh, like if you talk about these things, people are like, oh, you can't talk about that. You're never going to get a job. This is a super conservative industry. Like, and I'm always like, fuck it. Like if someone doesn't want to hire me, I don't really care. But also like it is there. I've had employers be like, yeah, like, so we looked you up and like this whole sex and waffles thing. Like, are you okay? Like, is there something wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I need to leave. Like, (laughs) I need to get out. (laughs) And like, are you okay they asked me if i needed help and i was like uh yeah wait from you guys uh for sure <laughs> and um, like the same in the day though maybe they think this is like your desperate cry for help and you're like oh you found me thank you <laughs> i think they thought it was i think they're like this is your desperate cry for help i was like no like this is what i love doing <laughs> Dairy farming just kind of like pays the bills, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like I'm very different from most women in ag. I think only because I am so open and I'm not like afraid of it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like if one day someone wakes up and they're like, she should not milk our cows. I'll be like, okay, I have a 54 conception rate. Like get at me. Yeah, so you 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 went to well. T- tell us a little bit about your schooling because you're really like no joke, no your stuff. You're not 
just like, hey, I'm milking cows. It takes, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So um, I went to Virginia Tech for dairy science. Um, I actually did grow up like right outside of DC. So I came from a city and then uh, worked on a buffalo farm, like my senior year of high school, kind of discovered agriculture and then went to tech and originally wanted to do environmental work, but then like discovered that like dairy is a lot of like environmental science, but also like animal science as well. And I went to a cow show and like, that was it. I was like, yep, we're going to milk cows. Um, and then, yeah, just like pursued like the full degree in dairy science. And so what, what is the cow show? Um, so, you know how there's like show dogs, like, you know, like Westminster really? show dogs. Yeah. So there's like show cows. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like we, we lead them around a ring and like, they get like, oiled up like you put like baby oil on their udders and like fluff their tails and like walk them around slowly clip their hair <laughs> like bedroom podcast talk keep going because <laughs> <laughs> some of them some people put glitter on their cows um they put tail extensions in uh wow. they're Are you being serious wait wait is that real <laughs> yeah tail extensions wow you want to have a nice fluffy tail and so like if they're not fluffy enough like there's a lady think in someone has ever fucked one of the cows if i've fucked one of the cows no no no. do you think anyone has i feel like someone probably has yeah. like i don't know, like mm -hmm. there's those weird people that fuck horses so i feel like there's something no, right. the and lambs right yes people fuck Leah. i've heard this so many times that i'm like there's gotta be unfortunately some like, uh, it's very unfortunate. I feel bad for the animals because I'm like, oh, you poor thing. This weirdo who's supposed to be your, like, dad is now, like, <laughs> fucking you. <laughs> well, maybe that's the point. Like, there's, like, all, like, the stepdad porn and everything now. So maybe maybe that's just the tie-in. <laughs> that maybe was as good as it gets for them. That's right. That's the natural progression to the whole step-parent, stepsister, whatever, porn <laughs> friend is to take it. Wait, wait, wait until Pornhub hears this episode. <laughs> We're not just gonna take it. They're gonna be like, we need you guys to direct the episode on um, <laughs> step 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 sheeps step sheeps. <laughs> I'm like, finally, my calling. <laughs> do you need help? Yes, I do. I need to be directing. Something like this. Thank you. Nicole <laughs> directs her first sheep porn. <laughs> I could just see my dog. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so, so I just want to back up a second. You said that you realized that dairy science really is environmental science. Like, can you, uh, science, can you touch on that a little bit? Because there's a yeah. lot, there's so many misconceptions, obviously. Yeah. About that. Um, yeah, like the biggest misconception about like cattle is that they're the number one um, contributor to greenhouse gases, which I honestly think is uh, hilarious that people believe that because like we fly through the atmosphere in planes. Right. <laughs> um, so with dairy cows, uh, one big thing is when you're farming, you have to like reuse your land every year and farmers are like really tightly regulated on like how much manure they can put in the ground. And like their ground is tested based on like their nitrogen levels and their soils are tested. The waters around them are tested if they're protected and like your average person who owns a house with a lawn is gonna use like 10 times more fertilizer than a farmer for like that they don't need 
And then that's typically what pollutes waterways more is actually like lawn runoff rather than like farm runoff um, because farmers are so tightly regulated. So it's very much like you have to work with the environment to have the environment work for you. And uh, people don't always realize this, but like you really do need open space to even take care of global warming and help with it because like that needs to go somewhere and the land needs to rejuvenate and so when you have like your cattle and everything out there they're able to like even even your crops and stuff they're able to absorb things into like the planet and then use it to like grow and stuff so when you like take all of that away and you take all your open space away you're going to end up with more pollution like I mean, if you look at cities, they typically have more pollution than like your open spaces would because there's room for that to absorb. So it was very interesting to me how like the environment works so closely with the animals. And in order to be in the industry, you really have to understand like a lot of environmental science and like working with everything in the nutrients of your cattle. So we tightly regulate the nutrients of our cattle so that we're not overfeeding them. So that way when they are like passing their manure, then it's not over nutriating the land. So it all like very tightly works together. It does. And, and that point about open spaces, I think a lot of people don't realize if we're talking beef cattle, dairy cattle, whatever, that them using that land is keeping it, well, first of all, a lot of that land is not suitable for anything else. You can't grow other forage there, and I don't think you want to build there, but someone will always find a way to build up space, right? So if cattle aren't there, then what's going there? A factory or residential areas with some asshole trying to keep a lawn really green with a bunch of fertilizer. So, um, <laughs> so cattle themselves and the people who raise them really are stewards in that way. I love that. Yeah. It's super cool to like how it all works together. And just like, I know it always, it always amazes me like how green people need their lawns. And I'm like, you don't like, you're not eating it. Like you're, <laughs> this is pure for aesthetics. <laughs> Why, yeah why is that dave do you have a super green lawn I bet so, so if you guys see my picture go off and hear some rustling i'm not getting rid of any fertilizer so don't worry <laughs> we're coming for you dave <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel obligated right now to go like grab like a handful of grass and eat it in front of you and be like fuck <laughs> you <laughs> i am eating this do it <laughs> show us how dedicated you are it's delicious fuck you too <laughs> dave's like yeah i like green grass what's up <laughs> i love the environment i care for the environment i'm me <laughs> i love it well we have a little bit of dairy on the wheel and some other things so as i mentioned earlier joy is the author of sex and waffles and hosts her own podcast by the same name which i highly recommend i was trying to take a walk this morning while trying to keep from pissing myself in public it's really really good so we have a little wheel based on some excerpts from the book and joy's podcast dave are you dave and joy are you ready for a spin right wheel you might even hear the wheel tonight given that I'm, I'm recording a little bit differently let's go 
Oh, that's we have a legit wheel. Yeah. Look at that. This is so exciting. Oh, okay, so we mentioned there was a little dairy on the wheel, and just perfectly here it is. I want to talk about ice cream in dildos. As we do. As one does. A dairy topic. On food sex politics, this is. What, what a perfect tie into food sex politics, by the way. I know. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's really perfect. <laughs> perfect segue. So, so Joy, if if you're comfortable, I have a feeling you probably are. At what point were you like, you know what? I to talk us a little bit through through like your your skill set, so to speak, there, and how you kind of go about, you know, just like your business out there in the wild as a single woman while having fun, but uh, obviously also being a very good partner too. Well, um, so I don't know like where to start. So I dated this guy who, um, he had made comments that he like, likes coming deep in a girl's throat. So I was like, Yo, I gotta practice that shit. Like that, you don't just like wake up one day and you're like, "Let me take your load in my mouth. It's so tasty." <laughs> like, I, I was like, "Okay, like, I'm not really a fan of this." But as like, a guy, I think that you all just enjoy that to begin with. So th- this is mind blowing. Go ahead. I feel like every man's like, no, they love it. <laughs> it is like ice cream. <laughs> I feel like we need to put a disclaimer up that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like atomic creamery, right, Dave? That's right. That's what comes, that's what comes Not an expert. That's what comes out of Dave. <laughs> you know, I can't speak for everybody. Maybe some people wake up and they're just like super, you know, go-getters. <laughs> And they're just like, you know what? I was born for this. <laughs> Me, I was like, oh, this takes like a lot of practice. I was like, you know, it's like you're trying when you're actively choking on something, you know, like you, you, you're chewing your food and you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And, you know, someone's trying to talk to you and ask you if you're okay. And you're like, no, I'm clearly choking. I'm clearly having issues. That's how I feel like it is. It's like you're actively choking and someone's like you know what i think you need more food to choke on how about that at this moment let's go for it so i was like okay like i gotta practice this and the guy was like deployed so i was like i got time to practice and um my friend actually she was the one who suggested ice cream because i was like using warm milk um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like heat it up a little in the microwave. And <laughs> you know what? This is good though. I, I think right now some girl just turned off her microwave and was like, that's genius. <laughs> She's like, I need to do that. Perfect. Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> and so like, oh. I mean, I don't know how normal people in the wild are, but like I work with like a ton of syringes. So like they have these like 60 CC syringes and I like, had this dildo that was hollow on the inside. So I cut it and then put the syringe in it and then like capped it off with like the base of the dildo. It was honestly a great invention. I really want to sell them because I, it was genius. And then 
my friend was like, oh my God, instead of warm milk, use warm ice cream and then it tastes good. You can have fun with it. And it's just like a fun little treat. And I was like, that is genius. So then I was in my house practicing uh, deep throating with dildos filled with ice cream in my mouth. And honestly, a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> I was going to say, I assume, that, I assume that's now how you eat your ice cream, right? Yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine, imagine the possibilities there, though, because I'm, I'm thinking you got to use a perfect fresh syringe every time because yeah. you have that access. So there's like a whole other business model there of not just not just the hollowed out dildo, but now we have syringes full of ice cream. There's, you know, we have to cater. Unfortunately, at some point you cater to the vegans. Although do they, do they, I mean, I guess they would, I mean, for them, it'd be so fitting. It'd be like nut cream. So. Okay. But you you say that work. You know what else I'm thinking, Nicole, this could get people off drugs. Like if you replace their syringes, a heroin with ice cream. What? You're just like, and you just tell them, be like, this is your new heroin. Be like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Get them hooked on dairy. I think that hooked on dairy. Oh man, this is good. That's this what we, we solve. We solve problems here. Is what we do. I like this. This is the. This is my new business. So hooked That's on it. dairy. I just. I just feel like the. I can see the marketing of it right now, both in the grocery store, the novelty store, and then the you know the adult online shopping experience. We can put it in every market. I, I, I think we need to get this uh, in our merch stores. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm dying for a merch store, Dave. I, I, I think this is our ticket. I think this, this is where it's this this is where where it is. This is not where I envisioned it starting, but <laughs> I can see the Nano is going to start with hooked on dairy. We can do our commercials like the 90s on phonics. I I, I mean, we had talked about those Cuomo dip candles a while back, but now that's not allowed. I mean, that that might have to take the backseat for now. Yeah, just for now. Just 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 for the moment. (laughs) Just for the time. Just for the time being. I'm going to take another spin here and see who comes up or what comes up. Ah, so, uh, Dave, do you grind your teeth at night? No, I that I, that sound drives me absolutely insane. My one son does, so every it's now and then, like if I have to get him back to bed, he does it, and I'm just like struggling not to put the pillow over his head. <laughs> 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 it's terrible noise. I just can't make that noise. Sorry, you're gonna have to go. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sorry, couldn't handle it. <laughs> I love your butt. That's Dave's oopsie. <laughs> I did an oopsie. <laughs> I teeth grinding. I thought it was Satan. Oh, oops. <laughs> My bad. I thought it was an exorcism. Mm. So no, I mean, <laughs> all, all I have to do is give him a command, and if he doesn't obey it, I'm allowed to shoot him. I mean, it's... Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Parenting. Parenting rules. <laughs> wow. Do you know how many dead kids there would be? Like on oh, you know, basis? You know what? <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna get us like so every time like I see like some guy or woman kills her family on TV, I'm all, I'm all, like everybody's always like, Oh, that's so awful. I'm like, I get you. 
<laughs> like, but I feel it. I, I like do like the Hunger Games thing. I'm like, I, I threw up my like support. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I'm saluting. Not gonna join, but like, I feel. I see you. I see you. No, parenting is hard. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Lots. There would be so many dead kids if that were um, that right. were, oh, wow. So we get parents we get, pulling whoopsies all the time. We get real dark sometimes and apologize. Um, but you, you are. Are you a tooth grinder? Yeah, I'm a really bad teeth grinder. So I would get like super bad migraines and then like the whole like back of my neck would be like tense from it and for a while I had no idea what it was and I was just like man like this is wild but I would also like wake myself up doing it but like to the point where I was like awake but not awake enough to stop so I could like hear myself doing it it was like horrifying and then my mom grinds her teeth a lot and so she was like I was like, mom, I have all these really bad migraines. Like my jaw always hurts. And she was like, do you grind your teeth? And I was like, is that what that terrible sound at night is? Like grinding bones? She was like, yes. Uh, (laughs) And then (laughs) my dentist was just like, he was like, you need a mouth guard. Like you're going to need crowns by the time you're like 30. And I was like, oh, we can't afford that. How much is the mouth guard? (laughs) Um, And got the mouth guard Honestly, I've loved it. I really hated it at first, but like I actually cracked the uh, mouth guard. <laughs> it didn't crack all the way through, but they're like, there's some thick ass plastic. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is cracked because I guess I clenched my teeth too hard. Wow. Like, good thing that was there. And then no, no, I, got- no, I feel like I feel like getting back to the last wheel topic. That would terrify me if I were thinking of uh, big time deep throating. Well, that, that's where that's where that's where that's where we're going here. Um, I'm, I'm, so so how, how has the Invisalign been a blessing and a curse after yeah. hours? Like at so, I will say since uh, well now I think I'm on like week two of it. Um, at first I was like, oh, this is gonna make like dick sucking real easy like all the teeth are covered <laughs> but, like it's also so painful which I didn't realize so I was like I like tried it and then I was like oh this I almost started crying because I was like I'm in so like my mouth just hurts I was like I was like okay like maybe not the best idea but then I was like we're gonna revisit this because I feel like this could be a genius thing and then it worked out because i was like oh this is perfect so honestly 10 out of 10 would recommend it once you like your teeth get used to it well, and you you have nice teeth we're on video tonight our, our listeners yeah. um you have really nice teeth Do there's you like it's just so it's really just i have like my my front four bottom teeth are when my wisdom teeth grew in it just kind of pushed them all together and there was one time like I had to have like this is so gross I had to have like the tartar like drilled out of them because it was like the buildup was so bad and then the dentist was like well if you correct that and they're straight like you they you won't have to do that and I was like okay like so can I just get like like Invisalign for these four. And he's like, no, you have to get top and bottom. And I was like, okay, that's terrible. I'm not signing up for that. But then he was like, then you tell me my gums could like wither away and it just gets worse with age. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I'll just get it. 
God, it's a lot of like dentistry doomsday talk from yeah. one person, from one dentist. I don't like it. Like, I was just like, there's part of me too that's like, maybe I could just stop doing it. And everyone's like, Joy, you're literally paying for it monthly. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I just don't think it's worth it. Like, <laughs> I feel like the human body is just such a shit show. It is. Like, it really is. Like, left to its own devices, like we would all be crippled and blind and like jacked up teeth. It would be a nightmare. I agree. Like, who designed us? Awful, awful planning. And why is it so expensive to replace and repair these parts? Oh my god, guys! Costs are ridiculous. Teeth, like teeth especially so fucking expensive and i'm like like my three my three front teeth they're half fake and that was a drop in the bucket and i was like okay it's either you have three broken teeth or you like fix them and then the dentist was like yeah if like your fracture gets worse like they'll rot out and i was like this is horrifying like <laughs> and like yeah like any bone you break <laughs> Like get your eyebrows waxed, like everything's expensive. <laughs> Mess out there, Jesus! All right, I'm going back to the wheel because we've got some topics left here. Some some goodies, really. And so, Dave and I have spoken quite a bit in the past about big dick energy. And can I just say, I can't stand when people shorten it to BDE. Cause if you're talking about big dick energy, just put it out there. You're talking you don't about shorten it. Like you don't shorten it. That's like, if you have big dick energy, you say it. Yeah. That's an How non big dick energy is saying BDE. Exactly. That's zero dick energy. <laughs> you have no dick energy here. <laughs> zero. I'm, I'm picking up a zero here because you shortened it. <laughs> it's like negative. So to sorry. B to B D E. But you you have you have a whole chapter in the book, small dick energy, right? So small dick I think, energy. I think this could be an encouraging message to some of our male listeners if you would care to elaborate it, elaborate on it a little bit. Small dick energy. So there, you know, you have your your big dick energy. I think small dick energy, though, is like the men who they really like to continually put women down and they're like always like compensating for something, but they're like actively compensating for it. Like I mentioned in the book, it was like one of the guys like I was on top of him and then he was like, I can't get hard because you're fat and ugly. And I was like, okay, like, I just feel like that's a lot of small dick energy being radiated out into the world. What what happens after that comment? Oh, I left. (laughs) I said, you can suck your own dick then. And then I was like, I put on my clothes and left. I actually almost walked out of the room naked because I was like, fuck you. But then I was like, maybe I should put clothes on. <laughs> Not even giving you that satisfaction. Yeah, I literally, I literally like looked at him and I was just like, "This is rude. We're gonna, okay, we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna leave." So, so you can be 
penile size challenge, but still put out big dick energy. And I think you touch on that. I think you touch on that too. Yes. You can look like that was one of my, like one of my big things is like, I feel like there's so many men that are all like, Oh my God, I'm too small. Or like, Oh my God, like whatever. And I'm like, okay, 90% of the time, like women don't care if you're nice to us, like honestly buy us food. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Like, and that's like what I mentioned in the, I can't get everything away, but it's like the things I realized were like the people who would like have the small dick energy and then they were like mean, but then there were guys who had like super small dicks who were like fun and like a good time. And I was like, yeah, like you have some good shit going on. Like that's some good small dick energy. And like, we can deal with that. Like, that's okay. Like your size is fine. Just own it. Like own your shit. Nobody cares. What what would be more disappointing? A well hung guy with small dick energy or the opposite a small guy with big energy right i think a well-hung guy with small dick energy is worse because then that's the guy that's like hung but then he's like i'm so small and like he probably works out a lot too and he's like why are you touching my arms and you're like okay this is just weird like (laughs) (laughs) now it's just weird And if you like, look at them, you're like, you literally have nothing to be self-conscious about. Like, I get, we all have our things, but also like, just own your fucking shit. Like, (laughs) like, like, I feel like guy with a small dick and big dick energy. I'm like, all right, like we can work with that. Like, as long as you're not like a douche about it and you're like, I got the biggest dick ever. But honestly, if you walk in a room and you have like a three incher and you're like, I got the biggest dick ever. I'm like, you know what? You're owning it. Cool. Like, (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> a for a for attitude or delusion or something. Yeah. If, if he's rocking with it, I like that. I think that's awesome. I feel like that's one thing. Like we really can't change a lot of our bodies. Like I know there's like you know like dick extenders and shit, but I just feel like people don't need to go to that effort. <laughs> Have you ever? Have you ever encountered someone with a dick extender? I don't think so. Or someone like using a pump or anything? Like, have you ever encountered that in real life? I don't, I don't, because you've noticed that, right? Like, uh, like if someone has a dick extender on, or like, I feel like you'd notice that. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like not noticeable. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I think if someone had a penis pump, they just like whipped it out. I'd be like, what's <laughs> happening? I like, honestly probably wouldn't know what was going on. Like I would know, but I'd be like, this isn't real life. Like I might need to leave. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm right now kind of low key putting it out into the universe for you because I, I would, I want to hear would, about it. I would, I would dig seeing it. Like I, I'd be like, this is for the experience. Exactly. <laughs> That's 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 bucket list. I'll tell it to the troops. It's for it's for the sequel of Sex and Waffles. Yes, yes, it's for the next book. Like obviously, it's out there. It's out there. Whoever's out there, I'll find you. Hands like make it make it go her way, please. Thank you. (laughs) All right, I've got I've got two left on the wheel here.
So I probably mentioned this earlier, but I, I feel like the overall vibe of your persona and your writing and your podcast is that you're, you are your own brand of feminism and you touch, you really touch on this a lot throughout the book and, and really just, you know, being out there and doing your thing sexually not making a big deal of it and really making the point, a couple of points, but like, well, men, men are out doing whatever all the time and no one thinks anything about it or looks at him differently. Um, but we're taught from such a young age, like, I mean, you know, you're going to get pregnant or STDs and then you're fucking whore. And, and moreover, like your job is just to get guys hard and not know anything of your own pleasure. I mean, that's being a young woman in a nutshell in school, pretty much till all through high school. Is that yeah. pretty much accurate? I mean, hundred percent like that's yeah. Like, it's just like it, it basically you go out there into the world and you're like, okay, like I've heard this is fun, but then like, you feel like your job is just to get a guy hard and get him off. And you're just like, okay, like that was a time uh and like there were times i was like i mean it wasn't not fun but i also was like i just feel like there's more to this we're scratching the surface literally honestly like <laughs> i just always felt like there was like i don't like and men would be they're so they can be really douchey but i just sometimes i don't even feel like it's because they're assholes sometimes i feel like that's just how society kind of is like all right like your job is just like stick it in and do your thing. And she's just kind of there. And then as a female, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. And like, even in school, it's like in human anatomy, you learn all about like everything of how a dick gets hard. And then it's like, okay, girls get pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like here's your ovaries and your uterus. And that's, I mean, that's really the long and the short of it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. And it's wild to even like look back. And like when I was like thinking about it all that I was like, wait, this is crazy that from the time you're like, I don't know, like 12 or whatever, they're like, okay, like this is an erection. And they're like, okay, this is how you get pregnant. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like there's something in between. Yeah, I feel like you're walking over a little something between, yeah. you know, the, the condom on the banana and everything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are, what are we? Uh, what are we missing here and and how do you how do you see some of that stigma potentially being erased oh i feel like it's hard because i feel like it's also like i think about it too like and i know people who like are like actively like they still are learning about like abstinence and like and you know I'm all for like doing whatever, but also I'm just like, I just feel like when you tell kids not to do something, they're going to be like, let's do it a hundred percent. So I feel like, like for change in the future, it could be like more about teaching like a full anatomy, like, okay, like here's the clitoris. We're going to help everybody out, like male and female. We're going to help you out early on. And like, I've said that to people before and they're like, you can't just teach about the clit in school. And I'm like, okay, but like we learn about dicks. So like, okay, well, why not? 
<laughs> Why not? I think you have to destigmatize everything because yeah. the minute you don't know something, like there's this like gray area, what's going to happen, and you're only more curious that way. So yeah, I, I think you destigmatize everything right up front. Yeah, I think it's got to be like the cops. Burn it down, rebuild it. it down. <laughs> like, but you know what? Also, I feel like there's a religious aspect and that whole yeah. thing needs to go. And I, I mean, a lot of the educational system is based on that. So yeah, it's almost a burn it down kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird too, when you look at like how much of like the education system is influenced by religion. And even like growing up, like, I think the wild thing to me is like, I went to a pretty liberal school. Like I didn't go to a religious school or anything. Like I'd say like my school is very public, very open, but I also look back on like my teachings and everything. And there were like still like weird religious teachings that were like entwined and everything. And you look back as an adult and you're like, ew, that's what they're teaching us. Like that's fucking weird. <laughs> Joy, you walked right into the last topic on the wheel. I have to read one quote from the book because you speak to this point that everything is and, and Dave, you went to Catholic school, right? So like overall, we're, we're so puritanical about sex in general, I think by comparison to a lot of other places. Yeah. Well, you know what I think one of the best quotes is, and it's um, England sent all their religious retards to America and all their criminals to Australia and Australia definitely got the better end of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yes. <laughs> But but we're still suffering from that. Like, we still have that stigma that's been, like, ingrained since then. Like, all the religious... thousands of years, like... (laughs) I I love this bit. Your whole life, you're told not to have sex because you'll get pregnant and die. And then there's the part in church where they briefly mention that it can be pleasurable. And you have all in caps now, in the eyes of God, under marriage, when you have a threesome with Jesus, then and only then will be pleasurable for all parties and isn't that the mic drop isn't that pretty much the long and the short of that whole conversation about sex for women yes like and i i feel like even if you have like a drop of religion in there then it's like okay like so once you get married because you have to be married to have sex to have kids you have sex to have kids and then it's like and only then and when you get married is it okay and make sure jesus is there because like if he's not then it's a sin and you can't enjoy it but you're still gonna get pregnant i'll tell you the benefit of having jesus there is all those extra holes (laughs) (laughs) it'd be a pretty holy experience Maybe we should invite Jesus in. Damn, maybe I've just been missing out. <laughs> hold on, hold on a minute. I think you need to add something. I think you need to add something to your bedroom wallscape, and it's like a big Jesus head. Yeah, not a, not a large, large crucifix next to my bed. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think I, that's the stereotype about Italian men is that there's no, there's always like the cross, and they're, I mean, and they're in their mother's basement fucking anyway. But that's like a, <laughs> those poor sheep. Those poor sheep. Yeah. yeah they're just herding all the sheep into the basement actually like that's what's happening down there that's why it's in the basement 
<laughs> it's it's like it's so true though and like and i mentioned in the book it's like the first like blowjob i ever gave i'm literally just like thinking about jesus and, like this dude and it's just like weird because you're like okay uh now i, I, I feel like, like jesus would like it though i i, I think jesus would have <laughs> Jesus wouldn't want to be there. He's like, yeah. I was like, did you feel him tapping you on the shoulder? Yeah, I really felt the Holy Spirit like with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me hold your hair back. I'm here for you. I'd be like, thanks, Jesus. What a bro. He really does love thy neighbor. <laughs> I think there's I think there's a possible TV series in there too, right? Like following it's like forget Jesus take the wheel. It's Jesus hold my hair. <laughs> that might be my new shirt. Jesus hold my hair. <laughs> Jesus hold my hair. That could be a whole series, like following your typical, or maybe not typical, but like a sixteen-year-old girl who goes to Catholic school and the guilt she might or might not feel, and an imaginary Jesus popping up on her shoulder. Oh my God! Time. This is my pilot. This is it. Telling you, hey, listen. I'm going to write this. We are taking off. Yeah. Like Jesus just pops in. He's like, Ooh, Hey, honey. I feel like Jesus should almost be like catty and like, tell her like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. Oh my God. That'd be so funny. I think that would be even better. Babe, so your mouth works like this for this reason. Um, I didn't design you like this for you to be this bad. Come on. (laughs) This is good. I like I, this idea. I would like a catty, judgy Jesus. Catty, judgy Jesus. I like yes. that. I like that. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh God. This is gonna take off. This is gonna take off. I would say from our lips to God's ears, but I don't know if it quite applies here. But I think it's. <laughs> I think it's just gonna channel through you. Um, Joy, can you tell? everyone where to find you where to get your book and all that other great stuff yes so you can find my book on amazon it's sex and waffles an american horror story and if you go to my instagram the joy of waffles it's linked right in there and then my other instagram moss hosanna joy that's more my personal account but it's also linked in there Uh, amazing joy it was an absolute joy everyone thank you for tuning in if you liked what you heard here give us a review drop a comment this is definitely one you want to share with your friends dave good night to you as well good night to you guys joy thank you for coming thank you good night